Let's go, folks. Time for the Gibby Show. How you doing, baseball fans? Welcome to another edition of the Gibby Show, your weekly podcast covering the game we love and also the game that can break your heart. Uh, Major League Baseball, we're here with one of the game's iconic baseball managers, uh, upcoming author, the former two-time manager of the Toronto Blue Jays, baseball lifer. Direct, not from San Antonio this week, but he's on the road out there uh, searching for wild buffalo. Uh, we're talking What's about <laughs> talking about Gibby, uh, Mr. John Gibbons. John, how are you today? Johnny, I'm doing good. Yet, uh, you know, my wife's a big photographer, so we're out here checking out Yellowstone and uh, places like that. And you know, I've been keeping up with baseball. It's tough, tough, you know, tough, tough series, you know, for the old Blue Jays, you know. And uh, sometimes things are hard to explain, but yeah, it is. It's uh, it's the game. You always talk about the baseball gods, the baseball gods, and uh, this past weekend. Uh, uh, and this show is going to be a tough one. We got thousands of people who listen to you each and every week. Uh, you know, the playoffs, obviously an exciting time. Everyone waits all season for it. Uh, but this one went, came and went pretty quickly. Sad one for the Blue Jays nation with the Jays being swept this weekend at the Rogers Center by the Seattle Mariners, who go on to the AL Division Championship Series. For me personally, uh, heartbreaking to watch both uh, the Blue Jays lose and my Mets fail in another historic fashion against the San Diego Padres 2-1. to one. We're going to cover it all here today with Gibby. Uh, in our Gabbing with Gibby segment, we got another good one. John will talk to Jays catcher Danny Jansen about the season and the abrupt way it ended. That will be a great segment. And, of course, uh, we have your viewpoints as well in the Ask Gibby segment of the show. Uh, today, we're going to devote the entire episode really to this past weekend and any future speculation about free agents, who should stay, who should go, uh, trades, and all those questions uh, will be top of mind after the playoffs uh, are over and will be covered by future episodes. That's the one thing about baseball fans, as you know, John. Uh, once the season ends, then it starts the hot stove and uh, people can't get enough baseball so I'm happy to be here each and every week with you and uh, today we'll go over the sad stuff and then hope springs eternal uh, for spring and then we'll talk about what's going to happen and uh, what will happen in 2023 hopefully uh, first let's go to the leadoff John I mean uh, there's only one story here uh, for the listeners of this podcast and fans of yours and that's the weekend loss and uh, the end of the season for the Blue Jays. I mean, heartbreaking, man. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, a obviously a big Blue Jays fan, you know, and I spent a number of years up there. And uh, yeah, it uh, the way the way it, the way it happened. I mean, that that doesn't happen in baseball. I mean, very, it's very rare, especially in, obviously in, in in the postseason and uh, being in that manager's seat. Uh, you, know, you think everything's just everything's rolling rolling along, you know. You know after after getting beat the first game, you go in the second. You know, obviously, got to win that game. You win this. We're now we're now we're in good shape. We like the way everything sets up, and you got a nice commanding lead. You, you know, the offense has come to life, and the the pitching's been very good. And and then then some crazy things happen, and and it, and you don't really sometimes this is one of those things it's hard to explain to be honest with you. But they they question things, they second guess a lot of things you do, and and. Uh, you know, I've been on that that manager's chair many times and had you know been second guessed. I mean, that's part of it. Uh, there's always but 
There's always a lot of speculation. I mean, there always is. But, I mean, the ugly facts, really, I mean, and this is really uh, when you're looking back at historic losses in playoff history in Major League Baseball, you know, the the Jays having an 8-1 lead uh, heading into the fifth inning at home, it should have been a slam dunk. But in historical fashion, this was the largest comeback win by a road team in Major League postseason history. It was the largest comeback win by a road team in an MLB postseason game in history by a team on the road attempting to win a playoff series. And it was also tied for the second largest comeback win in a postseason in MLB history. The last time that happened was in 1929 in the World Series when the Philadelphia Athletics beat the Chicago Cubs when they came back from a seven-run deficit. I mean, how does a how does a franchise come back from this type of collapse? Well, John, you know what? In the long run, they'll, they'll be fine. I think it's just, uh, you know, so much anticipation. And they know they got a good team, right? And the players know they got a good team. And everything's, you know, they had a tremendous September. Everything, Everything's rolling, you know? Everything's looking good. You, you get the home field advantage, and then, uh, you know, you, you suffer the uh, eliminating loss like that, right? And everybody's scratching their head, probably more doing more than that. Um, but you know, it, it, it's 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 like life. You know, it, this is it's still in the entertainment world. You know, you, you move on. You know, and that's kind of the beauty of sports, right? But you go through your ups and downs. And in uh, in in players as professional athletes, they they, they learn to do that. You know, it's game, they're they're failing all the time. But in the meantime, you can't you can't get away from it. You know, it, yeah. it's it, it's suffocating. You know, everybody's talking about it. Everybody wants. You know, this guy's head, that guy head, get, get, get rid of this guy, get rid of this guy. That's just kind of the nature of the beast. Um, and so, so, so you, you know that as a player, as a coach, and, and uh, accept that hey, that's, that's part of it. And, uh, you know, put your flak jacket on, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Uh, I tell you, uh, an interesting quote from uh, Jay's interim manager, John Snyder. Uh, he said, the postseason is great and the postseason sucks. Because at some point, if you're not the last team standing, you're going to have to rip a Band-Aid off and your season is over. Now, now you've gone through this, you know, 2015, 2016. Is that how it feels? It's like you're all of a sudden, you're ripping, the Band-Aid gets ripped off and it's like it's over. And you don't want it to be over because it's like uh, you work so hard to get where you are and then in a flash, it's done. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, well, you know, I've never been in that situation where you know you you know you're in the driver's seat, right? You know, we the series we lost, you know, against Kansas City, you know, they, they Kansas City outplayed us in, in enough, or not every game, but enough to win it, right? Um, and then the, you know, of course, uh, you know, Cleveland, same same type thing. They just outplayed us, they outpitched us, or they out they out hit us, whatever. You know, so I, I can't say that I, I experienced uh, what happened to the Blue Jays, but you know, I was with the '86 Mets. I was going to bring that it, up. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we were on we, we were on the uh, opposite side, right? But I can only imagine what the Red Sox went through. You know, you got the historically that's what happened to the Red Sox. The, the worst part of that that was the World Series. That wasn't a uh, wild card round, you know. But it, it, you know, there's well, Game Six, the ball through Buckner's legs, all of that. I mean, you don't know what's going to happen, and and that's pretty much uh, in this game. I mean, when you have a when you have a lead, and you know the the bullpen had given up a few runs, and it's nine to six, and 
all of a sudden, I mean, there's a, <laughs> I guess you call it a Texas leaguer, a bloop, uh, a dying quail, and uh, it, it caused this incredible turnaround uh, that basically broke the hearts of millions of Blue Jays fans. It was just a horrific way to uh, switch that momentum. Now, you know, we're happy that Springer didn't get hurt, but here, here's, here's a ball that there was nothing anyone can do. You know, watching it over and over again, it was going to fall in. So, you know, how do you, uh, you know, how do you, how do you, um, you know, you say the baseball gods again. I mean, uh, how do you even explain anything like that? It's just kind of a 9-6 game and boom, it's tied. Bases loaded. And and a potential yeah. serious injury to one of those guys. Yeah, you can't explain, Johnny. But, you know, that that was it was a perfectly placed ball, right? You could have yeah. gone out there and just, and just sit, sit, stood there and dropped it any better than that. Yeah. You know, uh, and, and they're going all out trying to catch it because the importance of the game. You know, they, they, yeah. even the week before there was a similar play that in the – that, that same kind of ball, you know, and, and Bo's going out there and, and uh, you know, people were saying Springer should catch it and, and or what have you. It could, or people didn't understand that that ball, that play is not being made, right? But, it, but it, so to see it almost twice in, in two weeks, I'm going, you know, baseball guys, right? But it really, there's, not, there's nothing you can do about that. And then plus you got the, you know, the bouncy turf there in, in Toronto. You don't you know, know how high that ball is going to bounce. Could it go and, over and Springer's not- head? Yeah, and those guys are on the move, and you got guys on the base that can run. You know that 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 always helps. Next thing you know, you know that you, you're looking at the you know the, the, they're scoring all three. Um, so you you know what? It, you, you, it's not something you place blame on anything. It's just one of those things. It's perfect. It's not like somebody booted a ball went through their wickets like Bill Buckner. No, just perfectly placed ball, and, and nothing you can do about it. And uh, the uh, you know the sunshine was shining on the Mariners' ass. That's yeah, what and it thinking. sucked the even uh, inside the dome. The sun was shining on their ass. It was. I mean, but it sucked the it sucked the life out of uh, the crowd there. That was you know hoping like this is going to be it. We're going to have a game three, uh, and then uh, and then the Mariners uh, take the lead, and and then uh, it's over. I mean, it's just uh, horrible to as a, as a Jays uh, Jays fans. It's it's horrible for them. I mean, because it's over now and. And uh, uh, so now they'll get over it, though, Johnny. They'll get over it. You know, yeah, they get some of the best. But I, yeah. I can relate as a Mets fan because the, the Mets uh, <laughs> this season won 101 games. Oh, they, yeah. they break your heart in a different way every year. Scherzer, you know, spit the bit. You know, he's the guy that they brought in at 40 million bucks uh, a year. And uh, between the series in Atlanta and the series uh, that was just completed against the Padres, it was. It was just another way to break your heart, and that's what the Mets have done to me since 1966, in a way. But you know, we're here to talk about the Jays. Obviously, my my uh, my mourning over the Mets loss is going to continue on until uh, I hit this Port St. Lucie in March. Uh, so. <laughs> but that's what keeps you going, man. That's it what drives does, you, man. And you know, it does. If you freaking won every year, you wouldn't. You would You would You know. That's, I always say this too, because you know, my my parents are both from Boston, Boston yeah. right? I said I always say. And you know how New Englanders are. I would say the worst thing that ever happened to the Red Sox is they won it. Now the, now the Bostonians have nothing to bitch about. Right. Yes. That's true. That's true. And you listen, know, the, the Cubs went through 100 years without winning. And, I mean, you know, it happens. But, you know, the way the franchise – but you come back as a fan, and I'm talking strictly as a fan here. 
you come back and all right, it's over. You wait to, you know, another three, four months. Spring training is going to start. You know, uh, the Jays will be back. There'll be moves, which we'll talk about in future weeks and what our speculation is. Uh, but, uh, you know, but also when, when, when you talk about that game and, you know, obviously game one, uh, was a disappointment as well, but, uh, game two, when you talk about second guessing, you talk about what would have you done because you, if you were the skipper, you're in a, there's a lot of questions right now, uh, about taking, uh, Kevin Gossman out when, when Schneider did, right. uh, he'd thrown 95 pitchers when he's, when he was removed, um, do you think that that he should have stayed with him a little longer? Well, you know, uh, you know, all I'm gonna say is this: I feel for every manager in that thing in, in that is managing, right? They, but you know, you're 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 basically your whole job as a manager is, is running the pitching staff, Handle, you know, when to take the starter out, if you leave him in, which guys, which guys to bring in, uh, you know, and, and you know, and even nowadays, it's it's so much different because the analytics is so prevalent. That they, uh, you know, they managers, you know, I don't know how how uh, John works with the front office, but I know they're heavy analytics, and so and so whether that's dictating this that this or that, I'll tell you this, you know, I, I would never second guess anybody. I always love starters, you know what? I just I just did, you know, and and uh, it. Uh, you know, and it and it's also tough. You know, it was, uh, for a reliever to come in. You know, t- I had Timmy. You know, I had Timmy Mesa when he was just breaking the big leagues. Yeah. Uh, and there's not a better kid. Uh, but it's tough coming in there too with bases drunk, right? Right. I mean, uh, what if what if he hadn't faced Santana? What if Mesa hadn't faced Santana? That's another question people are bringing up. All we know is we will never know. <laughs> <laughs> we will never know. We'll That's never kind of know. the beauty of this. But we can we can we can guess. We can second yeah. guess. Um, yeah, there's a lot of that going on right now. I mean, what if Romano had been asked, uh, you know, to get six outs? Yeah, I mean, you never know, but you know, it, it that's I've been in that seat. You're, you you're, you're vulnerable to that. And that's that's part of it, and if you you, you got to be able to take that, man, right? Yeah. Otherwise, you know, you're in the wrong profession, and, and sometimes you got to tell you know people that you don't like what they're saying to stick it, whatever, you know. Yeah. And, but the bottom line is, if as long as you're pre- prepared and you have a reason for doing something. It may not uh, may not be the right reason necessarily the, the, from the outcome, but if you're prepared and you and, um, you know you stick by it and you, and you defend it, right? But but the beauty of baseball is we all do things differently. There's so many different ways to do things. I do things different than Snyder did. What he, he does than what you did, and what damn near every fan out there with. You know, there's definitely some obvious things in baseball, but that's the beauty of of, of, of yeah. baseball. Yeah, I mean, yeah if, unless you're in that dugout, unless you're in that skipper seat, I mean. No one knows what you're going through and what those decisions, those, you know, you, you think what you should do in this situation, what you should do in that situation. And there's also been a, also been a lot of speculation uh, that uh, Jose Barrios didn't uh, throw one pitch in the playoffs, you know, 19 million a year uh, for this year, six more years. Money really doesn't have nothing to do with it, but he didn't throw a pitch in the playoffs. Um, any any comments on uh, on do you think he should have been brought in at all? No, you know, I don't know where they would have used him. Yeah, you know, uh, you know, especially he's a starter. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, they're they're bullpen guys that have been very. You know, you can't forget too; these guys have been really good in September. You know what? They were. The, the team, they was swinging the, the pitching staff and, and the relievers. You know, you, you know if they've been struggling, uh, okay, you might you might you might have some more questions, but um, 
I can remember though sitting, you know, going to my first playoff. It was my first playoff as as, as a manager, and being in that dugout, or being even the day before, or day or before the game starts, and it does enter your mind. You know, I got to make the right moves here. You know, this this game is getting scrutinized. Everybody and their brothers watching it, right? Yeah. This is a time, you know what? You got to be on your toes, and and uh, you know, you say a quick little prayer and say, hey, you know, I could use a little help here, um, because you 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 know, you want to make all the right moves, and then the team comes out on top right but it never fails in baseball your best moves you know uh, backfire sometimes and your worst moves come out smell like a rose that's just the way it is uh uh you know and it wouldn't be any fun if we couldn't look back and in 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 question things right yeah well that's so all, there's always um uh chair quarterbacks monday morning quarterbacks whatever you want yeah, to call that's, them. Beauty, that's the beauty of sports there's, there's always that but also you know i i have to touch upon game one for a second uh, because Alec Manoa, who was on this show, uh, you know, a few weeks back, uh, you know, he uh, he gave up the home run, three runs in the first inning. Uh, the Jays were shut out four to nothing. And for a guy like that, a young kid like that, who this means everything to him. I mean, there were, uh, you know, there were reports that after the game, he just sat looking at his locker in silence uh, for at least 10 minutes. Uh, at one point, Mike Chapman came over to offer some words of encouragement, but it was clear this loss for Alec was devastating. And for Young, what advice do you give a young kid like that as skipper, as manager, as somebody who knows this guy and the character of him and the competitiveness of him uh, to get over this, to turn the page on this and look forward to the future? I mean, what can you say to a guy like Alec at this point? Well, you know, I mean, he, yeah, he's, he's hurt bad, but you know what? I, I think I mean, I'd say to me, hey, listen, we, we're not here if you're not here, right? We, we don't get to this point. And you know what? You earned every every right to start this first game of the, the playoff. It's not like he's never given up runs. I mean, that, that's that's part of the game. We talk about the Mets, Scherzer. I mean, it's, it's, it's a difficult game. You might make a couple mistakes, and they capitalize on them. Uh, but you know, they did they got shut out too. I mean, so they weren't, you know, it's tough to win when you're getting shut out, you know, it's true. Their, their guy, Seattle's guy was dynamite and they, that's why they traded for him. Yeah, you know? and, then, uh, and then once again, you know, the life gets sucked out of the crowd. Once that crowd goes quiet oh, and, yeah. and, and, you know, you talk about sometimes it's easy to play a playoff game on the road because you don't have that intense pressure from the media, the fans, the beat writers, all of that, everything has got to play into it. So, uh, you know, oh, yeah, you know, I've heard that argument before and I felt it, you know, sometimes you, it's sometimes not, not always bad being the underdog, the bad guy, you know, you go there, you know, the, uh, where your own fans can be, you know, I think, I think sometimes home, uh, players try harder at home, you know, it may sound stupid, but I think they do. There's a lot of pressure. Uh, remember, yeah. You know, in, in 15, we got first two games of the, the, the series we got beat by Texas at home. Yeah, we, you know we were not, we were unbelievable. We we were probably better than these team maybe at home. Our record, I don't know. And uh, we got beat. We got shocked. We went down there and shocked them. You know, so whether there's anything to it or not, sometimes I think sometimes teams like being the villain, the underdog, and they relax more on the road. Yeah, that's that's no reason not to play at home, obviously, right. because there's there's so much benefit to that. But there's so it, it just it we're just we know when we discuss all these things, it just shows you how psychological everything is, you know, and what kind of mindset you got. Uh, you know, even with going back to Alec, I'd take Alec any day on the mound against anybody in baseball right now, you know, and he's in the next 10, the, if he gets 10 more of those, he's probably going to come out on top of that. That's just the way you learn from, but it. I guarantee you at a young, as he, as he, as young as he is inexperienced as he is, and he's look what he's accomplished already, but I guarantee you, he, he put extra pressure on himself. He, I guarantee you, he'll tell you he didn't, 
You know, he's he's kind of a revved up kind of guy. You had to have. He's, if he didn't, he's not a human being, right? And he wanted to lift this team his first his first start. And you know, he, he might have just hung on to a couple of pitches a little long, spun them up there, and you know, I, and a couple, uh, you know, big big hits, right? Yeah. But it, I mean, it was a winnable game. But you know, their guy was you know really 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 good. And that's kind of the name of the game, you know. It is pitching. But, uh, but Alex certainly has such a bright future and a great career ahead of him, and uh, the fans love him. And he just had an outstanding season. So we look forward to twenty twenty. Yeah, that whole team, man. That whole team. Yeah, the team. Well, obviously yeah. they're not. It's a good core. They're not going to all be together. I mean, you know, right. you know, money comes. Yeah, comes that's the other sad that, part, yeah. though. I mean, you know, it's like every team goes through it uh, with with uh, free agency and trades, and I guess that's why. And I want to get your perspective from this, especially from two thousand fifteen and sixteen, when when you get eliminated in a series, and you know that the makeup of the team is going to be different. There's going to be new personalities integrated. There's going to be guys that were favorites that might not be there uh, for monetary situations. Some guys may leave uh, for better uh, scenarios uh, uh, and go spring, you know, to to another team in free agency. So, how does that feel uh, as a player, as a manager, uh, as a coaching staff, where you know that this is going to be the last time you're going to be together with people that you've really grown fond of? Yeah, oh, it, it's tough because I guarantee every team that got in the playoffs this year and, it's, and every year that it happens, there's something different about that. They're special teams, usually with the makeup of the team, you know, the as teammates and all that stuff, right? Because you, you need you need a lot of that to win. It's not a necessity, let's say, but there's usually something special about that team. And you play all year to get to this point, right? So you you form a bond, you know. And there's a, this is this I I won with this group or whatever, however you want to say it. And then, but you you recognize you know in the back of your mind you know the economics of baseball and guys move on and you know we we knew at the time we were getting kind of older anyway uh, so that was in uh, a rebuild was on the way right I mean it's pretty obvious uh, and then you know Encarnacion you know contract was up and Batista was at the end and, and uh, like I said we were getting older so you knew that was happening so yeah that, it, is, that is kind of sad you go well you know what so you're thinking is. Maybe we got to be better win it now, or uh, or at least you bet we better enjoy all this uh, because it's going to change. You know that that's that's sports now. Yeah. Um, uh, and it, you know it's a, you know in a lot, in some ways too. You know even this, this tough loss for them, and I know even when a couple of our tough losses, you know it's almost like it's a, more of a unifying thing. You know it's it's a, you know what it's kind of draws it. You know these guys. They, they probably appreciate themselves a little bit more now, you know? Yeah, and you get them, you know, you vow to get them next time, and you don't really lament. you got to turn the page on this pretty quickly, and, you know, you can't dwell on the fact that this might have happened or that might have happened. you got to look forward to, to next year and next spring. Yeah. So, I mean, that's the philosophy that you have, John. It's like, all right, you know, you can't spend the entire winter like what if. you got to think ahead, and I guess that's the way Blue Jays fans – that's the way the players who uh, who are going home got to look at it. Yeah, you got to. You know, the, the you know the good thing in Toronto, you know, the, the Leaf season's about to start. You yes. know, and they're, and they're, they're they're so hockey obsessed up there. I've never seen anything like it. But uh, you know, that'll be a good distraction for not maybe not all of them, but for a lot of them. And yeah. uh, but they're some of the best fans in the world. You know what? They'll 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 show up next year, and this team it'll be a good team. And you know what? And you know what? Sometimes. Too, you know what? I mean, not the way that, that they lost that second game, but ex- experience teaches you a lot, right? And they had basically a young team, and and you know what? So they'll they'll learn from this. Yep. 
they'll, they'll move on. But it, you know, the first go around for some of these guys, it's not that easy. Yeah, that's very true. But uh, well, John, I mean, uh, it's going to be time now for the gabbing with Gibby oh, segment. God. So you brought another special one on. So. Uh, uh, why don't we go to this interview now that you did this conversation with the Jays catcher Danny Jansen? Uh, so now it's time for the gabbing with Gibby segment. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Blue Jays fans, our special guest today, Danny Jansen, the catcher for the Toronto Blue Jays, one of my all time favorites. I, I got to spend part of the 2018 season with him. I knew he was going to be really good. I didn't know he was going to be this good, if you want to know the truth. But uh, we're honored to have him on here. And, you know, it's really, really cool that he'll, he'll join us here because, you know, he's coming off a, uh, a really tough playoff loss. And the fact that he wants to join us, you know, uh, is pretty, pretty special. So, Danny, how you doing, pal? Gibby, thanks, man. I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Hey, what, hey, what a year. Let's start. You know, what, what a tremendous year for your team. It didn't it obviously didn't end the way you wanted to. One of those freak things. You know, I, I've, I've been in the game a long time. I haven't seen one like that, put it that way. But I've seen some. You can't explain them. I mean, you got. I mean, you got any idea what's going? What, what happened? You can't explain. It, so you're better off not even trying. But I mean, you were out there in the in the thick of it, and uh, especially behind the plate, you're sitting there watching it, and, and uh, you know. But that's part of baseball sometimes. Yeah, man, it was uh, it was tough. You know, especially that that you know that that pop fly that was right in between Bowen and George. And these guys are going head to head full speed at each other. And I had the vantage point, obviously watching the whole thing and I'm tracking the ball. And I, the score was what, nine to six at that time. And then these guys are going full speed. And it's kind of like one of those things where like, Oh, I mean, uh, you know, what's going to happen here. And then, you know, luckily you know, both guys, you know, all right, obviously George got carted off, which is, which is terrible. Um, and it's just, these guys just going at it hundred percent want it bad. Um, it was tough, man. It was just, it was just a wild game. You know, it was, it was, it was tough, but um, you know, we've a lot to be proud of. You're darn right. You do. Yeah. You know, it's one of those perfectly placed balls. You could, you could stand out there second base and not throw 10 of them and put in that spot. Cause one of those guys catches it, you know, they're, these, they're all good big league players. And, and it's like, you know, it's like the baseball gods, man, got pissed off at something. I don't, who knows, you know, but yeah. you did, you know what, Danny, you guys had a tremendous year, really. you know, uh, last year, you got you. You won over ninety games. You came came up one game short, right? Yeah. You play in the American League East. You know, you, to win ninety games in that division, the best division in baseball. There's no question about it. That says a lot, right there. You know, and and uh, so, how, how do you feel about your? How do you feel about your personal season this year? Yeah, man. It was. Uh, you know, it was. It was. You know, start with the team thing. Like we, we, we you know, coming into spring training, it's like. You know, you win. We won ninety-one games last year. Didn't make the playoffs. Like we want to make one. You know, win. Do one game better this year. You know, one game better, and that's what we, exactly what we did. You know, and then uh, so a lot to be proud of there. And then you know, on, on a personal note, it was tough again with some injuries. You know, with the oblique on the on the third game of the year. Uh, you know, which obviously stunk, and then they got you know broken hand. You know, midway through um, in June. So it was tough. It was tough to come back. And, um, but I'm proud of the way that I did it. You know, it's, it's never easy on the rehab and watching your guys out there battling. And, you know, I just, you miss all the dudes and miss traveling and, and being with each other in the thick and thin. And so that's, that's always a hard thing, but coming back, you know, I'm, I'm proud of the way that I handled it and, you know, stayed, you know, passing the baton to the next guy and, and, you know, tried to help the team win all I can. And you know how many at bats did you did you finish with? Was it two something, two mid 200? two hundred, two 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 twenty maybe around there? Yeah, and uh, 
you know, the numbers you put up when you add that, you know, is damn, that's pretty good. I got to be honest with you, Danny. I didn't think you were going to hit the way you're hitting now. I, you know, I knew I knew you're you all star type catcher, no question about that. And you're you're going to be a productive productive hitter, but you, I mean, you're more you're more than that. You're kind of you're kind of what teams dream a catcher catchy prospect turns into, right? You know, it always used to be catching first, and then you take what offense you can get. That was kind of back when I was a player, and and uh, yeah. then it kind of flipped, and it's all we want all offense. And uh, so if you get one that's a combo, you know what? Dang, you know, and that, that's, your, that's just what you're doing. You know what I mean? And, uh, uh, hey, I, I like to say when I, t- I talk to people about you, oh, yeah, I knew he was going to be this good, but I can't I, I can't say I knew you were going to hit that well. Sorry, you know? <laughs> yeah, that's no, all good, man. I, uh, I'm i proud of it, man. I, uh, you know, I've always been confident that I can hit and stuff, you know, and I think that um, I've always put, and I used, you know, I, I've been with you in springs and stuff. I've always put, you know, defense first. And I think I, I always will. I just think that's, you know, so important in all aspects of it. But I've given myself more time to work on hitting. And, I've, you know, over the last couple of years, I just feel like I've learned, learned it. You know, I've, I've just kept learning, you know, and I feel like I'm I'm finding out more about myself. But also, you know, I got the confidence now of kind of what I want to do at the plate and, you know, what my approach should be and what are my strengths and not kind of shying away from them. And then I just kind of I wrote, I wrote with that, you know, and it's. It's been very freeing for me. Yeah. Hey, do you remember I used to? Uh, well, I don't, I don't know how many times I said it to you. I said, "Hey, Danny, man, fire one over to that right field." Yeah. That guy. You remember <laughs> I would tell you that? Yeah. I hope you remember. Now, now, because you're primarily a pull hitter, right? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, that's that's always been a strength of mine for sure. Well, you know, you know, you know what makes that? I mean, you know, Jose Batista, right? Jose was on here a couple of weeks ago. When Jose got to the big leagues in Toronto, Cito uh, gassed him. That's basically what he did. He turned into a superstar, right? Yeah. So I'm the one. I'm the one that's off base, man. I'm the one that can't figured it out yet. You know. So and you know you when you when you as consistent as you are now and being able to pull the ball, you know, hey, good for you. But what do you think next year they're gonna they're getting they're getting rid of the shift? Yeah, I mean, I guess it'll help for sure. I mean, <laughs> well, I mean, you like that? Do you like some of that new new rule stuff? Uh, yeah. I mean, I do. I do. I also I understand, like you know. I think we were one of the highest shifting teams in baseball. And I, you know, I, I get it. Like there's been, you know, n- numerous times, obviously where it works, you know, it definitely yes, works. It you know? does. So I know that the numbers behind it work, uh, but as a hitting perspective now, I think that it opens up. I mean, I'm not afraid to crush a ball into the shortstop or into the six hole. You know what I mean? Exactly. So maybe there'll be an opening there. Uh, so yeah, I guess we'll find out. We'll see. And now as far as that's your, you're a catcher. Okay, you know they're gonna uh, put the pitch clock on these guys, right? Yeah. Somebody had asked me about that in a while back when it first came out, and I thought, you know, I th- they will adjust. But I, I, the only time I could see maybe it be an issue late in the game when the game's on the line, and you know, some relievers, they, you know, they're real deliberate. They take their time because they have to. They're trying to relax, slow it down, make sure they got everything right. They make sure you guys are on you and the the pitcher are on the same wavelength. That's where it might be a problem. In uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, what do you what do you think? Are you, yeah, I agree with you, man. I think that obviously those like high leverage situations are always like you got to take time to breathe. You got to, you know, it's one, you know, at that point of the game, man, it's it's crucial, right? So it's interesting. It's very interesting. I was rehabbing, uh, you know, one of my two stints this year and I was in high, I was in, I guess it would have been low A. I was in Dunedin rehabbing and um, it was, they had the big bases, they had all the pitch clocks and it did. It didn't the pitch clock didn't matter when I was hitting because I was on big league rehab, but when I was catching, 
you had to do it fast, you know? And it's, I guess the good thing is now is that it, it takes less time, I think, with like the new pitch com than it would with signs and, and like, oh, yeah, step off, guess which signs. So that does help with this pitch clock thing, having the pitch com, because you are able to, you know, you throw the ball back. And I don't know what exactly when the time is going to start, but you throw the ball back to them and you can hit it right away. And they can like kind of shake. They don't have to be on the mound. And they can like shake no, yes. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I'm sure there's going to be ways to, I don't know, go around it or whatever, or try to speed it up. Yeah. But one thing with the pitch com is they don't have to be on the mound looking at your fingers. You can just fire away kind of early. So that's that's one thing that's going to help. You know, but you get you get some superstar reliever. Hell, Hel Romano now, man. Hey, <laughs> yeah. Man, he's turning into a star, you know? Hey, what, what yeah, he sure is. But, you know, you get some veterans been around. I don't know who, who those guys are out there, but he gets a little pissed off, you know, and then, you know, all hell breaks loose. But it uh, – it, it's gonna be it's gonna be eye opening. Yeah, you know what, Dan? I always thought, you know what? Because I th I think the whole idea behind all this stuff is right to speed up the games, right? Am I wrong? You know, that's kind of the yeah. I think that's the whole idea. So my my thought is, well, if if, if you don't if you get it if you're bored at the game, leave. If or turn <laughs> the TV off because if it's a good entertaining game, you know, because people hang around for those 12, 10 games, right? Because there's, they love offense. That yeah. doesn't bother them. It's a slow moving game. If you don't like it, take you know, go home, man, because it's probably not a good game anyway. If it's dragging, you know, who knows? So yeah, yeah, we'll see. Sure. You gotta be able to change. Yeah, I know that. Obviously, you know, it was a playoff game and all that stuff. The, the last game we played, but I mean, that game was long and and it was you know, sure as hell was entertaining. I you know, so that's one of those things, you know. But uh, yeah, I, we're gonna find out, man. It's uh, obviously there's been stuff that's changed over the last couple of years, so um, I'm just gonna adapt to it. Right. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. Uh, you know, you mentioned the playoff game. How emotional draining are those things? Huh? You know, it, you know, stress in a regular season game. It, I mean, explain that to these fans out there. It's wild. It's uh, you know, it's different. It's it's so cool though. I I remember hearing, and you've been there, and, and uh, hearing about it. You know, and and some of the guys, you know, like Drop and Pete, saying talking about it. You know what it's like, and and um, you know how loud it is, and that first game you know, through everything, you know, national anthems, hearing everybody sing Canada and all these cool things, you know, all we, what we've heard about was, was definitely it, man. It was cool. It was, it was an awesome time. And then, yeah, they, they feel like, you know, definitely emotionally draining, but that's, that's why we play the games to be in those, those situations and, and to be at home and play in front of our home fans. I mean, it was, it was great. Oh, I, I think that play shakes, you know? Yeah. I think, yeah. I think that's why they're talking about doing all these new renovations, man. They've just been so loud there in the last few years, man. It's like the concrete's cracking or something. It's cracking. They got to change it, probably. <laughs> oh, heck, man. Well, all right. Well, how, how, how are the teammates holding up? Everybody doing okay? You know, it's. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It was, it was, it was obviously tough. Well, we, you know, we, we, we talked about it after the game and, and, uh, you know, guys, you know, stayed around. And I told my wife, I said, I'm going to stay around for a little bit. You know, I'm just going to talk to my guys. And, 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 you know, it's, it's always weird, especially like, you know, after, you know, especially a loss like that, but just, you know, after a season, you know, as you know, it's, it's like, Hey, this locker room is never probably going to be the same. So it's, it's always one of those things where you just enjoy, enjoy it while you can, you know? And that was exactly what we did, man. It's, it's a, it's a family clubhouse in there. It's very close. Um, the guys that, you know, I've come up with and, and the guys that we've brought in are just, you know, awesome dudes. And, and yeah, that's, you know, makes it that much harder, but, uh, so yeah, it was, it was, it was all right. You know, it was obviously tough, took our time and it sucked, but, uh, you know, after that, you know, we got, got together and, and, you know, 
hung around for a little bit and hung out. Yeah, you know, yeah, yes, like it comes to a screeching halt, you know. Exactly. And you know what? Every team that gets in the playoffs are, are great teams, you know, and, and and sometimes a bad break, whatever happened, like that ball falling that perfect spot, whatever, whatever can un, unravel things, you know. And in the but as long as you go away and gotta wipe that out, you know, you guys had a tremendous year. You got a tremendous young club that'll be good for a long time, you know. Yeah. And, and uh so you gotta enjoy that. Fans don't always understand that all the time you know uh because they're you know they're all about winning and just like you guys are but you got to be able to roll with the punches you really do you know right so, yeah that was a game of punches that's for sure yeah so well listen listen so we just want to thank you for joining us we understand you're going to be a uh, proud papa here soon yeah yep by uh by halloween or within a couple of weeks so um <clears throat> you know i can't wait to be a dad obviously you got teammates that are dads and I always thought that was cool when they bring bring their you know little boys in or whatever and, into the clubhouse and all that stuff. So, uh, me and my wife are expecting a boy, and um, so yeah, it's coming quick. <laughs> so I can't hey, wait. I'm excited. You'll be a wonderful dad. But you know, you said a minute ago. Well, I called my wife and said I'm going to hang around a little bit longer. Let me tell you, something. when that baby's when that baby's around, don't don't make that call again. You better yeah, get I won't. It. You better get home, man, because it, it's going to be. Here you go. Hey, Danny, here you go. Yeah, super dad. It'd be a super dad. Oh, after. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, for 100%, 100%. Yeah. Oh, anyway, but it's well, listen, cool. hey, hey, I'm proud of you. Everybody is. The fans love you guys there. Love you especially. I've heard I've heard so many good comments about you. You've earned every bit of it. And uh, wish you nothing, nothing but the best, pal. Thank you, Gabby. Right. Appreciate it, man. Have a great offseason. Enjoy that, baby. You Will know, do. And, uh, it goes fast. You'll be right back at it, right back into the playoffs. Yeah, absolutely. Looking forward to it. All right, pal. All right. Take care, man. Every week we select a few of your questions to ask John, the Ask Gibby segment. So for future episodes, if you want to ask Gibby a question, all you got to do is send an email to askgibbyshow at gmail.com. That's askgibbyshow at gmail.com. And John, we have a couple of two, we have two varied questions here uh, from those who wrote in. And, uh, and you know, I want to get your perspective because it's a little bit of a different question. This question comes from Julie McShay, and she says, Hey, guys, I'm absolutely loving your podcast and hearing from the fan favorites from Jay's past and present. Thank you for creating this amazing opportunity to hear you and the guys discuss your personal experiences and perspectives on some historical baseball moments. My question is about Gibby's calm disposition. Hmm. <laughs> how do you find the serenity yes. to remain calm during some of the team's most stressful moments, and how would you have handled this past weekend's loss to the Seattle Mariners? You always seem so grounded, unrattled, and collected so inspiring to see to, for, for me to see your leadership on the team bench. Cheers from Canada, Julie. Uh, Julie, <laughs> Julie, I'm good. I'm glad Julie's got that impression, you know, because it's funny. My mother would tell me sometimes she'd watch she she didn't watch many of the games, but she'd see highlights. She goes, she said, John, you need to smile more. You look too serious. I said, Mom, I'm, I'm, I'm very. <laughs> <laughs> She's the same one told me I have my head looks too big on this podcast. So what does that take? No, you know, outwardly, you know what? Uh, I try to remain calm. You got to remain calm, especially in the you're, you're, when you're a manager, because you know players look to that, right? I don't care what the the 25th guy on the roster or the superstar. They want to see, you know, they, they they react to those kind of things. But I was churning pretty good inside too. There's there's no doubt about that. Uh, but I also understand. I also uh, 
you know, I'd watch Davey Johnson. He was the only guy I played for in the big leagues, right? And, and Davey was the ultimate confidence guy. And he never overreacted, never panicked, anything like that. And that's who I wanted to be. But that's kind of my nature anyway. Uh, because, you know, when when you got your team, you believe in them. They got you there. Let's say if you're in this postseason team, you know what? You ride them, you know. And if it ain't good enough, it ain't good enough. But if it is, you know what? Uh, and so don't panic because you know what happens? You start panicking, point fingers and all that. Everybody, you think, oh, he's in it for himself, right? You know. I know that's different maybe from what our question was about how you, how do you remain calm. But generally I'm a, a very calm person. But you might, you might want to ask my wife that, though. Maybe I, maybe I just take it home or something. I don't know. <laughs> good question. Uh, we have one more here, and this is from Mark from Toronto. Uh, it is uh, pretty much a marketing question. Uh, all season long, uh, the Jays had a, a slogan called "Next Level," and when you bring marketing into the into the situation with a, a year-long campaign of "Next Level," and you have a sport coat in the dugout for when a player hits a home run, you put this gaudy little uh, sport coat yeah. on. As a manager, what do you think about uh, this type of uh, marketing? Because sometimes it could backfire on the team at the end of the season and do you get comfortable when you're seeing you know uh, a guy wearing maybe a silly hat or a sport coat like this next level uh, uh promotion that the jays did well you know what you know johnny it's uh you can call me an old fart because i am getting and i'm getting i'm i'm approaching that time in my life um and a lot of it's how you're you're, you're raised and you're in your upbringing as far as i mean uh athletics and all those things and so my, I guess the answer, I'm not a big fan of any of that. You know, all these teams are doing all of it. You know, you go in there, some teams are ringing a bell. Some guys are in – some teams are putting somebody in a cart. You know, the Blue Jays doing the jacket. I I've, I've, I didn't grow up around that. I, I The game was – the game was uh, – it's, it's still serious, but it seemed like there was a more serious feel for it, you know. Uh, but they're promoting that around baseball. You, you got the commissioner, you know, let the boys play, What you know, what have you. Um, so that, that's part of it. I think it's trying to, uh, you know – well, it also is designed for merch and, you know, to sell more merchandise with that slogan on it. All I can tell you is one thing. The Mets this year for the playoffs, they came up with this phrase called these Mets, not thinking that maybe that could backfire with a lifelong fan like me, because all I'm saying is these Mets broke my heart. These Mets disappointed me. These Mets, work. forget <laughs> them. So, I mean, that's just kind of my take on it. Did you buy a T-shirt that said that? No, because oh, I saw okay. it and I thought it was ridiculous. I was like, what if this thing turns around? I mean, I know the Mets history. They break your heart every year. I am not going to endorse these Mets. Hey, I was there in 86. They didn't break your heart. In no, one they year, did so. not. I was there, too. I was there in no, every I guess, uh, game. All I can say, Johnny, is you know what? You know that's the way the game is now. You know, and it's to draw younger fans, I believe. And, 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 and the fans obviously enjoy some of that. So you got to be able to adjust to that, and you know, say okay, whatever. Unless you're getting pounded six, seven runs or something, and you're still doing it, that's where my issue really would be, you know. And uh, because I, I, you know, and, and I, I'm, you know, every every team's doing something now. So the, the the old feeling of you're showing the other team up or what have you, and people think, oh, that's old, you know, the unwritten rules, all that. No, there's something, you know. It sounds funny when you say there's something about being a good sport too. You know what I mean? You know, you're kicking the crap out of somebody on the other side. You know, and you don't rub it in on them. You know, yeah. this is a little bit different. It's not like you know uh, exactly that, but that's kind of the way I was raised and brought up in sports. And in, 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 uh, so, but but enjoy it, have fun. The fans love it. The, yep. the, the front, the Major League Baseball really loves it, I guess. And uh, so you deal with it. 
just you know, be don't don't you know if you're down if you're down a bunch of runs, you know maybe teams shouldn't celebrate so much. I don't there you know. Go. Good answer, John. Maybe Thank we should just maybe maybe we should just all pout like you are with the, over the Mets loss. You just sit the, please, sit you know, I'm, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be in mourning. I'm gonna be in mourning for a while, so it's gonna take me a while to get over this, as it does every year, and then I'm okay. But anyway, I mean uh, that's gonna wrap it up. It was a heartbreaking weekend, no doubt about it. But now we have to look forward. And I know that this week for you is going to be another week in the wilderness. So you're going to be able to, you know, breathe the fresh air, look at the buffalo and, and have a great time. And we, we want you to have a wonderful time on your uh, continued uh, sabbatical until we get back to it here on the show next right. week. So have a good hey, time. Hey, Johnny, you know, it's, you know, it's funny that, that last question you asked me about, you know, what I thought about this and that, or whatever, you know, the celebrating all that. Now that I'm out here in the West, I, I, maybe I was meant to be out in this, in, live in this day and time, you know, where you just, you know, it was, you just, you just, you just Buffalo Gibby. West. Buffalo that, Gibby. Right, you know? Hey, but I guarantee you one thing, they get, they, the Blue Jays have a great young team. They'll be back. You know, you got to deal with it, you know, the ups and downs. And you know what, and if they win it all next year, it'll be that much sweeter, you know. So keep the faith, keep the, keep faith, the faith out there. There you go. All right, everybody, that's going to wrap up this uh, edition of The Gibby Show. For John Gibbons, my name is John Arezzi. We'll talk more baseball with you right here next week.